Hello and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. So glad to have you join me today as we continue to take a devotional tour through the, the books of the Bible, one chapter at a time. Hey, uh, big big shout out goes to uh, to Andrew. Thanks so much for filling in for me a couple days. I was out of town part of last week and had done some pre-recording but did not get it all done. And, uh, and Andrew jumped in there. And uh, good job, Andrew. So uh, if you know him, if you see him around, pat him on the back. Uh, that said, today I want to pick up where he left off. He finished through Jesus' high priestly prayer last week in John chapter 17. And now we begin the, the sequence of trials uh, of Jesus. And, uh, and today we're going to find that he is going to be uh, his arrest and uh, subsequently his appearance before uh, high priests, the Jewish high priests. And then they want, um, they're out for blood. They, they want Jesus crucified. And so what we end up finding is they take Jesus to Pilate. You see the G Jews, they, they couldn't simply crucify uh, Jesus on their own. They wanted it to be an official Roman crucifixion. In a sense, that meant Jesus's blood wasn't on their hands, but it was on the Romans' hands. In a sense, that's what they were going for. And, and they were going for the legal full extent of the law. They wanted Jesus crucified. They wanted the curse of being hung on a tree or on a cross on the wooden beams um, they wanted that curse upon Jesus just to, to kind of solidify that Jesus is not from God. That's what they wanted. And so they take Jesus to Pilate. And, uh, and Pilate's kind of like, this is your own matter in a sense. And they, they you know, they know we want, we want him before you. He is, um, he's a traitor. He's, uh, he's leading sedition against the Roman government. These are all some of their kind of their logic and their reasoning as they bring Jesus to Pilate, the, the Roman governor. And so what, what I want to look at today is the interchange between Jesus and Pilate, some of it at least. And I want us to think through some of what's happening here. Some of what's happening is Jesus and the nature of his kingdom is revealed. And even I want us to consider Pilate and some of how he's wrestling with, with this whole situation. And so uh, let's jump in. Let's pick up in verse 33. It says, So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus. Pilate went out and he had kind of had conversation with the Jewish leadership. And now he's coming back in. And he says, to Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Look at Jesus' response. Jesus answered, do you say this of your own accord or did others say it to you about me? Now, this is kind of a, it's kind of a tension here. Jesus, is, he's, he's asking Pilate, he's like, why are you asking me this? Why are you asking me if I'm, if I'm king of the Jews? In a sense, he's saying, if, if you're saying this and you're saying this uh, if you're asking if I am king of the Jews on your own accord, are you asking if I am the Messiah? Are, are you seeking truth? Are you seeking to know who the Messiah is? Or are you simply just asking what others have asked? Are, are you saying this really as, as the position of governor? Are, are you saying this as one who is concerned that I am actually trying to lead some group of rebels in sedition as zealous, um, in zealous rebellion against the Roman government? What is your angle here, Pilate? What are you getting at? What do you actually want to know? Do you want to know if I'm the Messiah or are you just playing your role as the Roman governor? Verse 35, Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and your chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? No, Pilate kind of just avoids the question. He doesn't really uh, wrestle with, with the deeper thing that Jesus is getting at here. 
Verse 36, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from the world. Now, if you remember a little bit earlier in this chapter, Jesus' arrest, Peter pulls out a sword. He's ready to roll. He's ready to fight. He's ready to defend Jesus. Jesus tells him to put it away. Because this is Jesus, and he's not here to establish an earthly kingdom in this moment. That day's coming. But, but in this moment, he is the king who is going to conquer through his sacrificial substitutionary death. He's going to take my place on that cross. He's going to take your place on that cross. He's going to die, not because of his crimes. He, he's committed no sin. He is going to die because of my sin pay the price for my wrongdoing. This is my kingdom is not from this world. And Jesus, he, he is a king. He, he is king of kings and Lord of lords, but his kingdom is not the kind of kingdom that Pilate's thinking about. It's not the kind of kingdom that Pilate's used to. Verse 37, so Pilate said to him, so you are a king? Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Now Pilate's next words, I didn't include them in the text, but his famous next words are, what is truth? But, but look at this, what is truth? Who is king? Listen to Jesus' words. He says, for you, you say that I am a king. He says, you say I'm a king. You're not thinking about kingship the way I'm thinking about it. You, you think king. You think earthly ruler right now. You think someone who's coming against Rome. He says, I'm a king. My purpose is to be king, but not the way you're thinking. He says, for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world. Jesus repeats himself. He's, he's laying it down with strong emphasis. He says, I have, for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Now we've seen Jesus do this all of John. We've seen that Jesus do this in all the gospels. What is the truth? The truth is Jesus is the son of God. The truth is Jesus is the king. The truth is that as the king, Jesus is, here's the words, Messiah, the anointed one, the savior, the rescuer, the deliverer, the redeemer. These, these titles, this is the kingship of Jesus. He's not building this, this group of guerrilla warfare zealots that are going to exist in the wilderness and come and, and have physical attacks upon the Roman government. That, that's, that's, that's playing the, the short-term game. That's playing, that's playing the small game. That's playing checkers. Jesus is playing chess here. Jesus is playing a greater game. Jesus has a greater strategy because Jesus is a greater king. In this moment, he's not coming to settle just for an earthly kingdom. He is coming to conquer through his death to establish a cosmic, eternal kingdom. It's not just earthly, but it's earthly and spiritual. That is not just temporal. It is temporal and eternal. It says, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Here's, here's his kingdom. 
his kingdom is is built on those who listen to his voice, those who trust in Christ, those who trust in his gospel, those who believe the, the words of the scripture, those who believe Jesus' death in our place and his resurrection into victory for us to have life and to have life eternal. This is his kingdom. This is our king. Jesus is our king. So let me, let me ask you, you ever wrestle with this question, what, what is truth? What is truth? Truth is found in the words of Christ. What is, what is life? Life is found in the words of Christ. What is, what is this kingdom? This kingdom is found in the person of Christ. Our ancient way for our modern day is to it's to kind of wrestle with this, this tension that exists in our hearts. This tension is Jesus' kingdom is first and foremost, it is a spiritual, eternal kingdom. But, but it's to wrestle like Pilate did. What are the, what are the earthly implications? Jesus' kingdom, it is, it's not just this, earth, this spiritual disconnected kingdom where we, you know, we're, we're nice to each other and that's his kingdom. No, no, his kingdom is, is advancing his kingdom is a kingdom where we share this truth one person by one person, little by little, and his kingdom grows and it builds. As we share the gospel more and more, we see more people come into his, into his heavenly kingdom. This is the ancient way for our modern day. It's to live in light of the one true king, King Jesus. Are you living in light of the one true king today? You, you trust in his spiritual eternal kingdom and do you live earthly right now based on that reality? This is truth, that we have the one true king.